Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. ED. Yo. Not James extending plays and, and finding guys downfield. Not Kittle running after the catch <laughs> and, and score multiple touchdowns. Oh, no. Ocho, Ocho Cinco sighting. <laughs> Ocho Cinco Niners edition. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show on this uh, pre-Turkey Day edition of the Believe in 49ers pod. Uh, Niners coming up with a big win. Uh, now have, riding a season-high three-game winning streak as they knock off uh, the Arizona Cardinals down in Mexico, 38-10. to 10. How about a, a performance there by the Niners? We'll get into that. we got some game balls to hand out. Uh, we'll take a little bit uh, deeper look at this offense and what it is exactly that we saw out there on uh, the field on Monday night. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, there's so many ways that you can play, right? People play, they play games, they play sports, they, they, they wager on, on all kind of different things. Obviously, this is an NFL pod, so there's pro football uh, wagering to be done. College basketball season is here. It's it's feast weeks for all my uh, college basketball heads out there. NBA is in full swing. Uh, just so much to get into. NHL uh, as well. You got some boxing and MMA from time to time. So whatever it is, uh, Bet Online has you covered. Just going over to the website and and sign up. That's and use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get fifty percent off your welcome bonus. That is the fine folks at Bet Online. Uh, he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So Ed, uh, game balls to hand out. Uh, Niners with the big yes. win on mm-hmm. Monday night down in Mexico, uh, a mile and a half high uh, in, in terms of altitude, but they were able to withstand that. Uh, game balls. Who who you got? Easy, Jimmy Garoppolo. No kidding. That's an easy one for me. I had a four touchdown night, right? And yeah, he made no, some he, plays. Yeah, he, he, had, I, he had some. He had some real big league quarterback throws in that game, um, and decisions that he made. Um, and uh, you know, he takes the blame when he doesn't screw up. He played well. The offense performed well. It was a good game plan, uh, but you need your quarterback to execute the game plan properly and distribute the ball properly and make the correct decisions when they present themselves uh, when it's necessary. He did that. He delivered um, with his head and his arm and his legs. Game ball. Interesting. I was going to go James. Uh, and so I wasn't, I, I, we actually agree on that. Um, but you went James. So I'm going to switch it up here. Okay. Uh, I, I, I look, I, and I agree with what you said. I, I think Jimmy, I think that this was a game and a game plan in which you know, Jimmy, it was for Jimmy, right? It was for the passing game to to have some success, and he did that, right? He he, he made those plays. Uh, but I'm gonna go defense. You gave it to James. We, we, we don't. I'm not gonna give too many flowers to James. You already went there with ten. I'm gonna go with the defense. Okay, uh, I like third, it. Third straight second half shutout um what they're doing right now is 
impressive. I don't care who they're playing against. I don't, I don't care if, you know, you, you, got, you got a couple backup quarterbacks that you run into during this time. Um, you had a, a beat-up Rams team, whatever. I get that. Uh, but also understand that it's hard to win in the NFL. And it is also hard to keep other teams from scoring. Um, we're not talking about like just keeping teams out of the end zone. Like they're keeping teams from scoring, period. And that's uh, big. Teams, that's teams big. Teams aren't yeah. even getting three uh, against this defense in the second half over the course of the last three games. The Niners yeah. have won three in a row. And during this current win streak, uh, the defense has not allowed a point in second halves. And so, and, and you know what? That's I'm a good call, that. man. Good I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride okay. that. Yeah, I, I was going to go 10, but I, I figure let's spread the love here. You went Well, 10. you know what? I, I like that. But I also like what you just pointed out about what the defense is doing. If you can continue that stretch, it'll take you a long way. I, my first year in Carolina, uh, we went all the way to the NFC Championship game that happened to be in the coldest place on planet Earth at that time. I still, other than that cold, I think we won that game. Cold shut us down. Uh, but we led the league in second half defense. You couldn't score on us in the second half. That takes you a long way because you go in, you make your adjustments. If your offense can adjust and score and theirs can't, you're never out of a game. You are never, ever out of a game. Um, and that right there is big, and that's what the defense is doing right now. So we got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. ABC, always be closing. Uh, so those are game balls here on the Believe in 49ers pod. Uh, ED went with 10, which I, I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, and I went with the defense, um, which he actually wholeheartedly agrees with. So we're all in agreement here. You know, it's a time to be thankful and rejoice. And we're all there it is. all the all the things, all the things here on the Believe in 49ers pod. Uh, I, I, I look, I, Turkey Day is, is right around the corner. Um, I, I know it's that time where well, the most ridiculous that- holiday ever. But keep going. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. The absolute most ridiculous there, holiday. There, there's something to that, right? Because, 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 as, as the old folks would say, uh, every day is a day of Thanksgiving, right? But um, I know you in particular, especially thankful, right? That wifey makes like this sweet potato casserole or something, right? That you just yeah, it's devour. You, you remember? I remember. remember. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I tell you? Because she's already started cooking. Because she, you know, she'll instead of just doing it all, she does like little dishes. Increments. You know, the week increments leading up. Um, she, so she started that process for the, for the sweet potato. And it's casserole. all gone. You ate it she all. Started, no, it's not all gone, but I did eat an entire one of the, she knows better than to make just one. She, I ate an entire one last night. I did. I did. <laughs> I, did. I think that's I, more than putting a dent in it. I, I, I ate, I ate the entire pan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm not even. Hey, yep. no shame, no shame, no shame. I'm not. I'm not even mad at you. I'm not even mad at you. Uh, I've I've uh, yet to start. Well, I made the cornbread last night for the dressing. Uh, cornbread dressing is my, my my favorite. Probably my favorite thing, right? You go you go with the sweet potato casserole. I go with the cornbread dressing. Well, we got that too. I well, we already, um, she, she's already done that one. Yeah. So oh, it's I, so good too. We're, she put we're, the Italian sausage in it. It's so good. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I have to tell you. I have to tell you. Yeah. I, yeah, so anyway, keep going. <laughs> I got some family members, right? I mean, they just put their foot in the dressing, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so last couple of years, you know, I've, I've tried my hand. And we're still, we're still trying to perfect it here, you know. Um, took a couple of L's in the past. Um, I, I, I got to admit. Um, that's okay. Nothing wrong. That's yeah, how you get better. That's how, that's how you get, get better. better. That's how you get yeah. better. But yeah, I, I, de- I definitely took a couple of L's as far as that goes. But uh, very optimistic. 
as as we head into as we head into tomorrow. I hope all of you out there have a very happy and safe uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Spend time with some loved ones, uh, whether that's in person or virtually or, or whatever whatever it is that you do. Happy Thanksgiving to all y'all, and I'm thankful for y'all rocking with us. This is what three seasons now, so this is uh this is fantastic. Is as far as the defense go or the offense goes, Ed. So there's there's this. There, there, here, here we go. Uh, Ten played probably his best game of the season, right? His best as a starter, right? Yeah, yes, I think yeah. the Seattle. I think the Seattle game was fantastic, but he didn't start that game. But since he's been the starter this season, I think Monday was probably his best game. So mm -hmm. there are a couple things. Um, he plays well against the Cardinals historically, right? He just beats mm -hmm. up on the birds. Mm -hmm. So that's one. So he was consistent as far as that goes. But then there's this other school of thought out there and, and there's some stuff going on at, on Twitter. And of course, I, a good buddy of mine who, who listens to the pod uh, at, and he, he sent me over some information in terms of the yak yardage. And uh -huh. the more yak yards there is, mm -hmm. the less air yards Okay. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy, right? Okay. And so, all right. Uh, and so he sent me something, and I went diving down this whole little, you know, rabbit hole that is Twitter. And you know, you start to see other things. Oh, you know, is this a good list to be on? Um, okay. Uh, he Jimmy's being carried. Uh, he 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 was seventy one seventy one percent of his passing yards from okay. Monday were yak yards. Um, okay. And there's another number. I know we don't really get into numbers here, but there, there's another number. He's he's got the highest percentage of of pass yard highest highest yak percentage of pass yards this season at sixty three percent. He was at seventy one percent Monday, sixty three percent on the season. Right. He's okay. followed by Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Kyler Murray's number five on that list. Right. And so okay. you know, someone put out there, is this a good list to be on? Mm. I I'm 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 gonna let you jump in here. I. It's funny to me, because um, there's always something, but I, I find it comical in a sense. But there's enough because it's ten, right? So it's yeah. Kind of whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever we yeah, call. yeah. Um, but there's another part of me though that, yeah, I mean, I can see how people can look at that and how it can translate a certain way, this, that, or the other. But at the same time, like that's the offense. Right? I mean, am I wrong? I, I, well, well, okay. I, I want you to finish your thought, and then I got something really quick on this one when people talk about the run after the catch and, and a quarterback, whether he's good or bad. I mean, that's the yeah. offense. Yeah, that's the offense. Okay. That, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the offense. That's what he does, and it's saying that he's efficient in it. So you're delivering the ball um, in a position to where the guy can catch and run. It's the same. It's the same as a running play. You are designing a play. You're getting Trent Williams out on the edge. You're trying to cut off certain lanes, and you are expecting the running back to be able to get into a certain space and where he can run after he is handed the ball to then be able to accomplish the play. So, Jeff, so if we're saying that 10 is a bad quarterback because a major percentage of his yards come run after the catch. Okay, I'm going to name you some quarterbacks in the 49ers history. Um, Joe Montana, Steve Young, um, Jeff Garcia. 
you look at those guys, they all succeeded, you know, so Joe, then Steve, then Jeff Garcia. I think every 49er fan would say that those guys were pretty good quarterbacks for the 49ers, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Those three guys may possibly, some may say those are the best three quarterbacks the 49ers have ever had. You know, some some may argue that. I don't know how you feel about Jeff, but. He's yeah, be, he he would be he would be the one outlier there. Of course. Yeah, but, no but no one's saying, going to debate you about Steve. But and, Joe and, and Steve, Joe. no question. But I'm saying, yeah. but even with Jeff, Jeff took the team to the playoffs. I mean, you're a ten win quarterback, you know, double digit win quarterback, all these type of things. He's a what multiple time Pro Bowler for the team at the quarterback position. Maybe a little so underappreciated think, by yes, a lot of people, but, including but myself. Solid, solid quarterback. What I'm getting at is that there was never a knock, and we'll just stick to the first two. Never a knock on. Joe or Steve, and I got to throw Jeff in there because of the because what I'm about to tell you. Those three guys, there was never a knock on them being run after catch guys. The two greatest, and then another guy that you might, if you he just didn't get his flowers, you put him, he'd be a top 10 guy. But the two greatest run after the catch receivers in the history of the NFL, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens. Those are the two greatest run after the catch guys in the in, in the NFL. How many of Joe Montana yards came off of a 10-yard slant that turned into a 50-yard touchdown to Jerry or John Taylor, who was the other guy I was talking about? How many of Steve Young touches a, a curl route or a slant route that turned into a 60, 70? At times, I mean, a 10-yard slant turned into 90-yard touchdowns. For Joe, between Steve Young and Jerry Rice or T.O. or John Taylor. But no one says the run after the catch was an issue. It's the offense, as you said. Now, part of you got to deliver the ball on time. You got to put a ball in a guy's hands to where he can make a play. The the run after the catch on the IU throw. Okay, you get penalized for making the correct read, knowing where your number two is, putting the ball in his hands in stride to where he can catch and run and split defenders to get to the end zone. That's bad quarterbacking. That's lack of talent. Come on, people. Find something else to hate on. It's uh, That's why I say all the time, numbers lie. So you can say Joe Montana, we will argue he's the GOAT. I guarantee you, he had more yards after the catch than he had through the air because that's the offense he ran. So the only difference is now they break down every little thing you do because these stat nerds want to act like they know football better than people. Numbers lie, people. So that's why you can see. Use your eyes. I say that all the time. I know I can make the numbers do what I want to do, but I know that was a good throw to Ayo. I know that was a good throw. I know that that was a great decision where instead of running, he kept his eyes down the field and he threw the ball over the top to Kittle and got the ball to Kittle in position to where he could then do what? Run after the catch. He didn't lay it up for him to get split in two. Got the ball to him on a good decision, on a scramble, keeping a play alive, and then Kittle was able to do some more. Well, that's a part of it, people. Don't penalize the guy for that. Don't say he can't play. Uh, that's but that's just me and no i'm not I, this is not a oh god he just loves he just loves um 10 
I'm so this this is the out, love. This is the love ten pot. I don't know if you know this what, or not. Yeah, well, but the, what I'm pointing out, what I'm pointing out, yeah, people say all the time, but this is what I'm pointing out is that um, the guys that we love in folklore uh, uh, and, and legend for the Niners, they did the exact same thing. They made their yards run after catch. Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Wilcox, Dwight Clark, Roger Craig, all of those guys did that. Brent Jones, run after catch. T.O., run after catch. All their yards came run after catch. That is the West Coast offense, period. That's that's what it is. So the guys, you, you got to understand that. This is not this is not a lineup. And I said, and guys, I said this before, I'm gonna say it again. Whenever Trey Lance gets back there, it's not going to change. That's the offense. You're not gonna all of a sudden line up and throw the ball down the field like he's um um the kid from Buffalo or he's Patrick Mahomes or he's a young um, Matty Ice, that's not the offense. They're not going to do that because that's not that's not his offense, and it's not going to happen that way, so don't look for it. Yeah, I think the notion is that when five gets in there, it will change. And a part of this in terms of the, the, the higher percentage of yak yards for Jimmy is because of his limitations, which goes back to what you talked about last week in terms of there not being as many shots being taken um, down the field. The uh, We'll get into this in, in, in a sec, but first this um, from the fine folks over at ButcherBox. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So you, you look at this offense, and, and we were just kind of talking about it. You know, Jimmy's the high percentage of yak yards, right? It, it's the offense. Um, you know, our, I guess the, the notion is he's getting all these jack yards because of the limitations he has or that Kyle feels he has because he can't throw the ball downfield, which is something that you mentioned and something Jimmy said as well, um, that they should be doing more of in this offense. Um, didn't see, didn't really see that on Monday. You won't. Uh, but <laughs> I will say this, he was efficient. And we talked about it on on the last pod uh, going into this game. He was efficient, and he didn't break that 30 attempts barrier, right? I think he was, like, right at 29, right, which Mm -hmm. I think uh, is a recipe for – well, I was actually 20-25 window, but he he, he kept it. Obviously, 30 is the magic number, right? Anytime he gets north of 30, then that normally means bad things for this football team. So (laughs) he kept it south of 30. So, so if he, wait, hold up. So if he had thrown the ball one more time, you think they would have lost? Stop it. Not not necessarily. <laughs> not not, <laughs> Stop not necessarily it, on not Numbers necessarily on, on Monday. Oh but, my god! But historically, historically, if he gets oh up, if he gets up above thirty, that's not good for this team, right? No, it, it's it's just because they're behind, and that's more that's game playing and defensive situations and all of that. It's not because if he had thrown this game, if they had thrown the ball 30 times, they still would have won the game. Well, <laughs> 30, was, 31 passes on Sunday or, or Monday night would not have lost the game. Yeah, well, context matters, of course, right? Yes, yes, um, you need to stop it. <laughs> uh, but also not turning the ball over, which is also a very huge thing, right? Yeah. So, um, you got you got all these things. And you look at these Niners in their first Terrible. place. And – 
This team, mm-hmm. for as well as offense played on Monday night, mm-hmm. probably the best performance A A to Z, right? Like you got like post the McCaffrey trade, right? You're starting to see this trend in terms of the offense, in terms of points, in terms of yards. Um, they're starting to tick up upwards in, in both of those categories, right? Because it's the McCaffrey effect. Um, and we saw each game, we saw maybe a little bit this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Monday night, Kyle was like, you can get served, right? Like, we're going to get 85 involved. We're yeah. going to get 11 involved. 19 going to get you some problems. And then it was also 23 and 25, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, like, he used all the weapons, right? Yeah. Like, we saw a little bit just how dynamic and, and, and how versatile. You didn't, even, you didn't even mention 11. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, did you? Did you see? That's that's what you're right. That's what and, they have. They, and, they, and, they, but they like we saw makes. all of that on yeah. Monday on 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 Monday night, right? And and you look at it, and this team is six and four, and just a couple of weeks ago, like I for one wasn't too sure how I felt about this squad going into the bye, but you look at them right now at six and four, and they're two terrible offensive performances away from being eight and two, mm-hmm. and that looks a whole lot different than six and four. Um, yeah, it does. And, and at eight and two right now, like you're looking yeah. at this team in a, I don't say a much different light because they're. Oh no, you are. You are. Well, okay I, think, I, I think ever since the trade, though, I think from the national discussion has been they're one of those teams. Um, right? Well, that's that's because they're playing the way you would have expected them to play, and eight and two, they would be the team that you expect them to be. With Jimmy quarterbacking, with all the injuries, with everything that's happened, it, it, the 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 roster says they should be an eight and two team. That's which that's the expectations that we all had. So you're right; you would view them differently. Now they're six and four. You lost those games, uh, and that makes you. That's why you're looking at it like, okay, this is this is a slightly above average team, and you still question whether they can go back and have those Denver. Um, the Denver, the what's the other one they Chicago. lost? Like the, the Bears, if they can have those performances. Um, people always throw Atlanta in there. Atlanta beat them. Atlanta, Atlanta, beat, them. Atlanta beat them. Atlanta, Atlanta that, beat that, them. People and, always say that's a bad loss. Like, no, they got beaten up. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah. walk it. They walked into Atlanta house and got punched in the face. They, they, they lost the fight. Atlanta beat them and KC and, beat them. And KC beat them. KC blew them. KC out. outclassed them. KC just flat out beat them in every aspect of the game. They came in. KC knew that you, like I talked about with Arizona, you know it's going to be an emotional game. You know that this team wants some get back. You know they're going to come out, withstand it, understand the emotion, play smart, make your plays when they present themselves, stick to the game plan. They got out coached. They got out played. That was it. But since the trade, I'm with you. You look at this three-game win streak, but I say confidence comes from doing. These guys are winning games. They're expecting to win games. They believe because you're putting those wins together, you've brought in this extra piece. The hype is that, wait a minute, they're going to be difficult to stop. Guess what? They're putting points on the board. They're seeing it. They're believing it. So you just need to continue to ride that wave. I don't think anything other than coaching is going to slow them up. From this, I'm, I'm glad on. you. I'm glad you said that. So now, am I wrong for believing offensively what we saw on Monday should be the standard? Yes. Going forward. No, no, no you're not wrong. That's what you should. That's what you should expect. 
you should expect that and more because you still can open the game up more. Jimmy can run the offense. People say it's yard after catch or whatever, or blah, 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 blah. Okay. You got two solid running backs in Mitchell and McCaffrey that you have to account for. Not only do you have to account for him running the ball, you have to account for him, you know, in formations and mismatches because you can throw the ball to them. You The same with Debo. It, you got to account for that. You mess around and sleep on IU. Guess what? Okay, he ain't gonna get he ain't gonna get his flowers. They're not gonna make him a major part of it. He just gets two tutties. He gets two touches and two tutties. Mm, that kind of makes you mad when you're a defense. Okay, when he's if you're gonna say he's the other guy, and the other guy yeah. strikes you for two tutties. Okay, and then there's Kittle. So you have all of these weapons. You got a quarterback that can deliver the ball. No, he is not gonna get out and run around like Trey Lance. Or Justin Fields. It's funny. I'm looking at all of this stuff. Justin Fields is actually the guy that does. Well, we talked about this way back before the draft, but that's a whole different story. Um, Trey Lance, I always say he's in a better situation because of the team he went to as opposed to the Bears. But my ranking coming out, I had the kid in Jacksonville first. I had Phil, you know, I'm on record. I had Fields number two. Then I had Trey Lance. And then I had the kid from um the Jets and I told you I didn't like him then. Yeah, you so, like, I, was, I was much higher on him than you. You were always yeah. I told you I didn't like I never I never liked him. I I, I never liked him. I mean, he's turning into exactly what I thought he was going to be. Um <laughs> seriously just because of conversations I had with people about his personality and which is everything in his league. Yeah. Your your mindset the NFL is not about the physical it's about the mental. Yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. So when everyone is as good as you or better than you in most cases how do you focus and do the things you're supposed to do consistently? That's what the league is about. But back to, you know, the quarterback. And so back to those two guys. But, yeah, just, Justin Fields, I watched Justin Fields. Justin Fields is what I think they hope Trey Lance is going to be um, moving in the pocket and making plays and extending plays and doing all this stuff. He does everything that we're waiting for Trey Lance to do. Only difference is that he – stays on the field that's that's all i'm saying um but jimmy is not going to do those things but he can run the offense he can run the offense he can he can make plays in the pocket he can make the correct decision and that's what you have to coach around so if you want to say it's holding you back and doing whatever uh, 31 points what did they score 30 something i don't didn't they uh 38 okay come on if you can, if you, if you're getting thirty, if if you're getting thirty points with this defense, high. Getting, that that's thirty. Now they've gotten over thirty two of the last three games in this yeah. current win streak. So if you can get thirty points, if you can get thirty points a game with this defense, you're supposed to win football games down the stretch, and that's what I would. That's the expectation. That's what it should be. I, I would I would expect to see this offense perform at that level. I mean, that's There's what no I've been waiting for, right? That, that's yeah. why that's why I said this offense regressed, mm-hmm. right? Because like we're we're not even getting close, right? Like we're not even sniffing thirty, right? And and, but, and now you that see was on the, coaching. the last three. That, that was scheme. That that was scheme. I, I'm sorry. That's that's coaching and, and planning. You got you got to come in and you have to do more and you got to utilize the guys on the field. You can't tell me that your quarterback is limiting your ability to make plays guess what people just let them run after catch you design it to where the guys can get the ball in space 
and the quarterback that can deliver it. You have a quarterback that can thread the needle. Say what you want to say about Jimmy. He's accurate. He can get the ball into guys in stride and allow them to make plays. So if you know that's what he can do, that's what you have to do. That's coaching. Don't tell, don't tell me, don't tell me that you can't do that. Kyle's been with this guy long enough and Kyle's smart enough to understand that's what you're supposed to do. So take advantage of it and you utilize that. So that I do, I, I don't think you're crazy for expecting to see the offense perform at this level. And and I, I'm gonna go back to it. The only thing that I think can slow this crew down right now is is the coaching staff. That part. All right. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving out there. Uh, Niners have the Saints coming up. We'll be back to preview that later on in the week. Uh, but they knock off the Cardinals, 38-10, 6-4 on the season, and they move into first place uh, ahead of the Seahawks. Seahawks 6-4 six, six as well. Niners, obviously, as you know, own the tiebreaker. And so riding this three-game winning streak right now, which is a season high, riding this defense, not allowing a point over the course of the last three second halves, uh, things are trending upward uh, for this squad right now. But they got the Saints coming into town next week. We'll be back to break that one down for you. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. Hit us up on social media. I am at R Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ed25 also give us some likes on youtube search believe in 49ers y'all know how i spell by now b-l-e-a-v believe in 49ers and you can see uh the video version of this here particular pod so from a partner super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock this has been the believe in 49ers podcast on believe we'll see y'all later this week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.